Hi, this is Randy Chan. And Lisa. And Russell. Welcome to the 19th episode of The Night Sky of Silicon Valley. Once a week, I'll be letting you know what to look out for in the upcoming days, so you can go out and gaze into our night sky. I spend relaxingly cool nights in Silicon Valley trying to discern what's out there. This podcast is our journey together of the night skies. January 17th, 2021. So Lisa, did you get a chance to see the three planet conjunction this past week? I couldn't, but I did see a couple of good pictures on the internet. But what's coming up this week? Perhaps more planet funny business or more stuff crashing into the atmosphere? Well, actually, Lisa, this week, I wanted to talk about the Pleiades Open Star Cluster. This star cluster can be seen all January, but this week, if you look at around 8.30 p.m., you should be able to see it high in the southern sky. Ooh, a star cluster. I don't think we've talked about any of those yet. Nope, we haven't. There are two main types of star clusters, globular clusters and open clusters. Globular clusters are groups of gravitationally bound stars. These are usually dense groups of between 10,000 to millions of stars and are mainly made up of old stars. Old as in only a few hundred million years younger than the universe. Um, I don't know about you, but that seems kind of like a long time. It typically is for our scale of time. But in terms of the universe, which is thought to be around 13.8 billion years old, these stars would be like 13.2 billion years old. Dang! Those are almost as old as Lisa's fashion sense! (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but almost as old, Russell. Anyways, because globular star clusters are gravitationally bound, the cluster usually forms a spherical shape. Okay, but what about the other type? Didn't you say there were also open star clusters? Yep. Unlike globular clusters, open clusters are less densely populated, typically containing only hundreds of stars. These stars were all likely formed from the same molecular cloud, so they are roughly around the same age. Again, astronomically speaking, these stars are only loosely bound by gravity and can be easily disrupted by close encounters with other clusters or clouds of gas. So they don't have the same structure as globular clusters. The stars in these open clusters are usually much younger, only a few million years old. So that's the type of star cluster we're gonna be looking at this week, right? Yep, Pleiades is an open star cluster. It is also known as the Seven Sisters, Messier 45, or just M45. If you know how to find Taurus the Bull, M45 is right above it. Um... This specific cluster is one of the few that can be seen with the naked eye. Okay, Russell. Most people can find Orion and Orion's belt. Yeah, three stars in a row. Find Orion and it can help you find the Pleiades. Take the three stars in a row that make up Orion's belt, then draw a line through these stars to the right, leading to the V-shaped pattern of stars with a bright star in its midst. The V-shaped pattern is the face of Taurus the Bull. The bright star in the V is called Aldebaran. 
which depicts the bull's eye. A little past Aldebaran, you'll see the Pleiades star cluster, which marks the bull's shoulder. Okay, I'll give it a try, but where does Pleiades get its name from? Well, this cluster is also known as the Seven Sisters, because in both myth and science, M45 are thought to be sibling stars. In myth, they are the seven daughters of Atlas, the titan that holds us, the Earth. Because Atlas rebelled against Zeus, he was punished by forever holding up the heavens on his shoulders. The seven daughters were so sad and grieved for their father, so Zeus placed them in the heavens so that they could be close to Atlas. This cluster is made up of more than seven stars, but most observers can readily identify about six bright points. With good eyes or binoculars and good sky conditions, one can pinpoint up to 12 stars. And in science, these stars are thought to be born from the same gas cloud a hundred million years ago. They are about 430 light years away from us. That means the light that we are seeing now originated around March 14, 1592. The ultimate Pi Day. What? The ultimate Pi Day? What was that? Well, Russell, that must be because it was the most number of Pi on that day. It was 3141592. Exactly, Lisa. Ultimate Pi Day. Anyways, can anybody guess what the Japanese name for Pleiades is? What? Why the heck would I know that? Do you know, Russell? Um, no. I haven't even heard of the Pleiades before today. I'll give you a hint. It's a car company. Honda. No. Toyota. Oh, Subaru. Yes, the Japanese call this star cluster Subaru, which means united in Japanese because it's a unification of the stars. And do you know what the symbol is? Oh, the Subaru car symbol is a cluster of stars. Oh, it's the star cluster. Very cool. There are six stars in the logo, which is how many stars we can see in the Pleiades star cluster. And they're in vehicle technology that mom, a loyal Subaru owner, is called Starlink. How fun. Yes, it is. Well, that's all for this week. If you can't find the Pleiades star cluster, then look up some pictures on the internet. Or you can just look at a Subaru next time one drives by. Until next week, this is Randy and Lisa and Russell from the night sky of Silicon Valley. Randy, will you talk about planetary travel? Isn't Perseverance landing on Mars soon? What do we know due to our telescopes in space? And what do we know from telescopes here on Earth? How do astronomers know how far away stars are? Yeah, okay, lots to cover.